Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. I hope today is another great day. I think it's going to be because it's the day, as I always say, the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Have you ever felt in your life that God's been distant? That God's been distant from you? That you just can't get close to Him? I think I felt that way. We've had those times where we just we just have a dry spell. Well, I think God wants to wake us up and get us going and change that dry spell around. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I come to you asking you to lift us up, to encourage us, to see us through those dry spells in life, to help us have the energy, the passion, the fervor to serve you mightily. God, I thank you for where you brought us and where you want to take us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, you know, I like I said, I grew up in the church, and and I love Jesus, you know. And but it was wasn't until maybe I was so oh, nineteen or twenty, no, I was twenty one or twenty two, that I really got passionate about him. Is when I was able to go work with kids and work with youth and go to a a camp meeting, and all of a sudden we had a revival where almost everybody on the campgrounds came to know Jesus. We had fourteen kids in our cabin, and every one of them came to know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. During that time is when I felt a call to ministry. During the time prior to that, I had decided I wanted to be a school teacher and a coach because I just wanted to be in the world because my family was all pastors. And I was rebelling against that. And so I just thought I could I could do well as a Christian in the world, as a as a coach and as a uh, teacher. And so most of my education, even today, most of my education is in teaching school. Uh, even though I got a degree in 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 human resource management, I uh, I'm very close to a degree in elementary education. And so when I first moved to Boise and our church was really small, about 50 people, I you know had a hard time making it financially. And so I taught school uh, a couple times a week, substitute taught, and I loved it. I just loved it. I had I got to have the desires of my heart. I got to coach varsity basketball for two years. I loved that. And God put me in the announcing football for Meridian High School and, and basketball for CUNA High School for a number of years. You know, the Lord gives you the desires of your heart, but he wants you to honor him and and do what he'd have you do. But he called me into pastoral ministry, and I kind of fought the call. I said, you know, Lord, I, you know, I don't want to be like everybody else in my family. I can be a minister for you out in the world. And, you know, he said, yes, you can. Literally, yes, you can, but I want you in pastoral ministry, and I'm going to lead you, and I'm going to open the door. And through all those years of ministry, I think uh, maybe – in the, all those years of ministry, I was able to coach and be involved in sports for a number of years. I was so fortunate to be able to coach at junior high in Vancouver, Washington, and and to have uh, four or five, I think it's five championship uh, teams. God just gave me great players, and, and, and a number of them started coming to the church that I pastored. And so that was fun. God opened up doors and even coming to Boise and taking a small church was able to teach and able to coach. Enjoyed my time at Maranatha Christian for two years, uh, coaching over there. Met great friends that are great friends of mine today. I'm so thankful for those those doors that see. So some people say, "Well, hey, you know, you can't do what you want to do." God will open up doors for you, as I say all the time. The Matthew six thirty three: Seek ye first the kingdom of God, 
and his righteousness and everything else will be added as well. You'll have the desires of your, of your heart. Now, pastor, and for all these years, I have a desires in my heart. We have a great number of coaches and, and athletes that have come to our church over the years. You know, I'm very deep into watching Boise State, uh, and I've got to do some chapels for them now and again. Mark Thornton is the chaplain for Boise State football, but I've got to do some uh, chapels for some of the visiting teams that came into town, and a couple times for Boise State, I've got to do some fun things. And we have a great athlete, a Boise State uh, player, uh, Austin Bolt, who goes to our church, who loves Jesus dearly and brings people to church. And it's fun being a part of those kind of things. But sometimes God seems a little distance. In fact, Hebrews 13, 5 says, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. You see, God is real. No matter how you feel, you might feel he's not near you. And sometimes I, I'm up in my prayer room and say, God, just show me something. Show me your hand. Lord, may I sense your presence in a powerful way. And there's some days I sense his presence more than others. But we need to stay focused, even when he feels distanced. And folks, I know some of you right now are thinking that. You're thinking, you know what? I just, I just feel like I'm not connected. Stay focused on him. Keep in touch with him. Friendships are often tested by separation and silence. But your friendship with God, you won't always feel close to him. There's moments, just like with your family, sometimes you have those moments you don't feel as close as you'd like to. But the deepest level of worship is praising God in spite of pain and suffering. Thanking God during a trial. Trusting God when tempted. Now, folks, that's not easy. When you go through a trial, man, you're so concerned about yourself that you can't hardly make it through it. And loving God when it seems distance. Phil Yancey said, any relationship involves time, times of closeness, and times of distance. And in relationship with God, no matter how intimate, the pendulum will swing from one side to the other. It doesn't matter. That happens. It swings. We deal with these situations. But God has promised over and over again, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Find that in Hebrews 13, 5. But God has not promised you will always feel my presence. He didn't say you'd always feel my presence. In fact, God admits that someone sometimes he hides his face from us. There will be times when God appears missing in action in your life. It's a normal part of testing and maturing you know, and having friendship with God. Every Christian goes through things like that. I don't care who you are. If you have a Christian friend that tells you, oh, I never have, I never have a struggle. It's always, God is right there, and I I feel his presence so mightily and powerfully, constantly. It's just always there. I'm saying, wow, boy, you are an amazing person. That is amazing. I'm really glad for you. But the truth of the matter is, in most cases, we all go through spells that are dry. Spells when God seems away from us. God's omnipresence and the manifestation of his presence are two different things. One, in fact, the other is often a feeling. God is always present, even when you're unaware of him. And his presence is too profound to be measured by emotions. Sometimes we go by emotions. We go by how we feel. Pastor, I don't feel like a Christian. Well, you know what? Sometimes I don't even feel like a human being, but I am. Sometimes I feel like I don't feel like getting out of bed, but I get out of bed. I don't feel like going to work, but I go to work. 
You know, God is always present even when you're unaware of him. He wants you to sense his presence, but he's more concerned that you trust him than you, that you trust him even when you don't necessarily feel him. Faith is not feelings. Faith is believing that God is who he says he is. Do you have faith? Do you believe in God? God's presence is there for me every single day. He will open doors. He will shut doors. I would not be in Boise, Idaho if it wasn't for 1987. God opening a door for someone calling somebody else and saying, hey, why don't you uh, bring on this little 32-year-old pastor from Washington? And he gave me a call. And I thought, why would I want to do this? Why would I want to leave a church of 1,200 that was flourishing and go to a church of 50 that had been depleted and God had uh, and God was doing a new work in, and it, it was going to be a restart, a rebuild. They'd gone through trials and tribulations. It was going to be a financial crisis for my wife and I. It, nothing seemed to fit. It didn't make any sense. I think I had people say, you are crazy to take that church that has struggled after being involved in one of the top churches in the Church of God, and now you're going to do this? What are you doing? And I prayed. We came down. I spoke twice, and I prayed and prayed about it. I had been an associate for a number of years at this church I was at, and I could have stayed there for a long, long time and had probably had continued to have great success there. But God said, it is time. It was time. He actually, he led my wife. I couldn't make a decision. After the second Sunday I spoke, they called and said, Pastor, what's your decision? And uh, I said, I don't know, I don't know. And my wife says to me, and she was the one who did not want to move here. She, she was happy. She had told me she just wanted to stay in Vancouver forever. She loved it there. Her parents were there. Her friends were there. And, uh, and she's, she's certainly not an extrovert like I am. And so hey, it would have been harder for her. But she profoundly said, Tom, I believe God wants us there. And, folks, when she said that, I knew it was from God. I knew it was from God, and we said yes. And now we are in year 34 at Cloverdale Church of God. And yes, I'm winding down. I brought in a new man, Alan Cheney, Pastor Alan, who is incredible, who um, him and I will be sharing speaking duties for the next year, and then I'm going to become lesser. I am going to become his associate down the line and then eventually uh, step back more and more because we have to develop new leaders but I'm so glad that God brought me here, even when it didn't look like something like that would happen. Remember what Job said in Job 1, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job went through so many things. He went through so many trials, but he always stood his ground, knowing that it was all about Almighty God. How do you praise God when, when you don't understand what's happening in your life? What do you do? Well, this is what Job did. He told God exactly how he felt. And that's why I'm telling you, focus on what God is, his unchanging nature. Trust God to keep his promises. Remember what God has already done for you. God has opened up a way for you to serve him. When you feel abandoned by God, continue to trust him. In spite of your feelings, Worship God in the deepest way you know how. He loves you. He has a deep plan for your life. You stay in touch with him no matter what. He will lead you. He will guide you. 
Lord bless you. Have a great day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.